0: Good morning. It's September 22nd. It is a bright morning in New York City, the last day of summer. The crows have been screaming, but they seem to have backed down. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. It is a big busy morning for corruption and alleged corruption, starting with ProPublica delivering yet another report about the activities of Clarence Thomas, who allowed himself, without disclosing it, to accept free private jet travel to the Koch brothers' annual top-secret policy conference, at which the Supreme Court justice was dangled as a sweetener attraction at dinners for the biggest of the big-dollar donors. That, ProPublica Rights, puts Thomas in the extraordinary position of having served as a fundraising draw for a network that has brought cases before the Supreme Court, including one of the most closely watched of the upcoming term. Luckily, because all of this is totally immune to any sort of law enforcement or regulation, we can just go ahead and call it corrupt. To score an invite to the summit, ProPublica rights, donors typically have to give at least $100,000 a year. Those who give in the millions receive special treatment, including dinners with Charles Koch and a high-profile guests. Doling out access to powerful public officials was seen as a potent fundraising strategy, former staffers said. And Thomas has attended at least one of the dinners for top-tier donors, according to a donor who attended, and a former high-level network staffer. Clarence Thomas is, of course, a faithful member of the Supreme Court majority That has, through the years, removed all obstructions on people like Charles and the late David Koch from spending huge amounts of money in secret to influence American politics. So that, for instance, those very donors who were paying a million dollars to have dinner with Clarence Thomas may have their identities shielded from public knowledge. But the ongoing defense of Thomas's blatant and luxurious entanglement with the right-wing activist networks that keep bringing cases before his court is that he agrees with these people anyway. And they're just pals, and none of that money and access changes anything. Which brings us to that case currently pending before the court, Loper Bright Enterprises v. Raimondo, a case brought by the Koch network for the specific purpose of trying to get the 1984 Chevron v. NRDC decision overturned. Chevron was originally meant to allow the Ronald Reagan administration to throw its weight around, but its function is to require courts to defer to the decisions that executive agencies make about how to apply the laws. So Congress doesn't have to pass a bill authorizing, say, the EPA to specifically regulate each individual chemical that might fall under its purview. The Koch network hates the Chevron precedent because it's the backbone of the government's current powers to regulate the toxic and destructive industries on which the Koch family fortune is built. What's really relevant here, though, is that as late as 2005, Clarence Thomas was a big supporter of Chevron, writing, the story says, the majority opinion in a case that expanded Chevron's protections for government agencies. Then the Koch network started spending money on Clarence Thomas. Until in 2020, he declared that he's now against Chevron, which ProPublica points out in a bit of understatement, was a rare reversal for a justice with a reputation for being unmovable in his views. And in today's other big corruption news, or alleged corruption news, the Justice Department's Southern District of New York unsealed a doozy of an indictment against Democratic Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey who had previously escaped corruption charges with a hung jury. The new indictment alleges deep and spectacular entanglements with Egyptian government officials and Egyptian nationals, leading to an alleged bribery spree that allegedly led to investigators finding 13 alleged gold bars around the Menendez house, along with nearly half a million dollars in alleged money, some of it allegedly in envelopes stuffed in the pockets of personalized jackets belonging to Menendez. Also, an alleged new Mercedes-Benz C300 convertible that was allegedly, allegedly given to the Menendezes by one of their Egyptian contacts. Among the alleged favors, delivered in return for the alleged bribes, was an alleged effort by Senator Menendez to pressure the U.S. Department of Agriculture not to interfere in a monopoly on halal meat export certification that the Egyptian government had granted to a New Jersey company run by the Menendez's alleged Egyptian contacts. If these allegations hold up in court, Clarence Thomas and the Supreme Court might have to do even more in their ongoing campaign to make it essentially impossible to prove that any gift to a public official was a bribe. Maybe Clarence Thomas can get some gold bars out of the whole thing. In today's newspaper, the New York Times once again has one of those non-story foreign relations stories holding down the lead slot. President tells Zelensky the U.S. stands with Kiev. Well, sure. Two important officials met and officially said, That the status quo will continue next to that is the story of biden offering hundreds of thousands of venezuelans the chance to apply for work permits in the hopes of relieving the strain on the migrant managing system by allowing those migrants to make money down at the bottom of the page there's a long story about how jimmy carter will not die nearly 99 carter savers life and peanut butter ice cream seven months after entering hospice care the paper reports jimmy carter is still hanging on thank you very much and is in fact heading toward his 99th birthday in just over a week. His grandson, Jason Carter, told The Times that he'd expected the former president to die within five days or so of checking out of the hospital in February. Instead, he's just hanging around the house, and he hasn't seen a doctor in six months. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again on Monday.